back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, man, we are back. Live in effect. Old School. Jay Foreman, DP. Brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese. Special ingredients and butcher shop. It's been a great day. Nick Nick uh, Thickless couldn't handle his Twitter. We've been breaking down Nebraska Man. and the roster. He melted. Uh, um, and see what what uh, <laughs> how this thing's going to shake out. You know, it's a uh, you know as fun as uh, you know spring ball was. You know, I mean, and all the work that was put in is commendable for the staff and the players to you know take the bull by the horns. You know, now we got to get down to business, and that's for the players. To handle their business and the coaches have got to handle their business because no matter what was done, that 85 is 85. It is what it is, and you got to get there. And so, how they get there is going to be interesting because you can make cases for you know reasons why you know some guys need to stay. It might be their connections, it might be their potential, it might be the numbers. Um, you might not have anybody else, so you might be here just because of no <laughs> and if you're transitioning a lot of safeties to linebacker that takes some time and then you're transitioning doing that in a whole new defense you would have been a part of that right the switch bring the safeties down to level bring the linebackers down to level how long yeah. did that take uh it took me a while um but i redshirted and so I got thrown in the fire, essentially going against the pipeline. So you had to learn, <laughs> number one, you had to, I had to get bigger, faster, and stronger. So I had to do that all while you're going through a national championship season. But then also I had to learn how to play. And there's nobody else to, better than for me to learn to play against was the pipeline. So, But with these guys, they're, they, you know, you got Michael Booker III. He was a corner. Um, but hit, then you think of uh, um, Gifford. You think of other guys, you know, you got a you know a young freshman coming in from Oklahoma that's a heat-seeking missile, you know, almost 200 tackles in a high school season. You know he knows how to find the ball. Uh, you got Dylan Rogers coming in, 6'3", 240. Where does he fit in? It's a whole new scheme, whole new body type that they could potentially uh, oversaturate because of the speed aspect, and you're big enough to, if played correctly, hold your own against the run, but then you're fast enough to um, – help eliminate rpos and any outside runs and so that could weigh into roster management as well i mean there's a lot going on and also again the most important room is the offensive defensive line do do you add do you keep an extra space for the transfer portal what do you do on the offensive line if you feel you know i think they they feel like they've seen some progress especially from bryce benhart number one dedicating himself in the weight room and, and looks totally different body wise um matt rule talked glowingly about him that he can i think they're trying to make things more simple so he can just kind of let loose and he's got to continue to get better at it uh being six eight you know 300 some pounds you have to be so conscious of your pad level because what your greatest attribute is could be something that could be you know not working in your favor in the run game so you know pad level is huge Knowing where you're going and being a cohesive unit, I think health-wise, they, they you know hoping to get Teddy back and full speed because that's the only way you're ever going to really be able to evaluate the whole offensive line. Is health. is is high hat 
still a thing allowed at this level? Like, I mean, I mean if you're going to go six, seven, every, six, eight, yeah. six, eight, you got to know that, listen, your leverage is everything. You can't, yeah. you, yeah. your hack, you, high hats don't win in, in, in power five football. They don't win anyway, but I think they've done a better job at it. When you look at, uh, when you look at the spring game, the, the hat on hat, knowing where you're at guy for guy, they look better. And, and they, I know they got dinged up in the, you know, in the offensive line. First of all, you had Turner playing left tackle. He's supposed to be in the guard. Then Nori had to, you know, jump up. So you're kind of doing on the fly. It's a good, it's a good test for guys to see if they can handle on the spot training. Are you knowing everybody's position? Or are you only focusing on your own? Can you handle sudden change? That's a big. That's part of it because it, it that very easily could happen in the game. If you are a better then our backup left tackle, and I trust you to go in there to hold it down for a game, kind of like Brant Banks did against Indiana. Mm-hmm. Casey thanked them after the game. You got to do it. There is no, I'm all-time guard. If you're the starting guard and our two, le- two left tackles go down or our two tackles go down and we need to kick you to a get tackle, well, your butt got to go out there and perform because we got a better backup behind you. I'm still a little salty that Banks is not a part of the program. He down at Papados. He down at Rice. He down in Houston. He's at home. He's, he he's having the time of his life. But it bothers me that we couldn't turn a six foot six, uh, two hundred eighty pound athlete into a into a a, a, a division one road Tough, grinder. Man. So I don't know. Like I have I, no I idea, just, man. Like, I don't have uh, no apples and those oranges. All I know is, I know Coach Donnie's doing a good job with those guys up front. It's up to those guys up front to do a good job by Coach Donnie. Do you like and, this and room? I'd like it a lot more if them dudes are getting in that and skipping rope. Now I'd I'd like it I like it better because the second year with Coach Donnie, I just have I just have got to see more consistent play of the edges. But I like what I like Coach Donnie. I like what he's trying to do. I like that he got some retention. Um I know the, you that's know, a, that's the a sta- veteran group. The like standard, the first seven is is, is the standard is the standard. I think Ben Scott being in the middle is huge. It's huge. Um, I, I had to I had to snack I had to, I had to smack somebody who compared him to Cam Jurgens. Or two different types of two different. And I players. said, stop it! They're like just players. stop it! Like it just stop it! You know, I said, I get that you like him and he's a road grinder, but also he's just, he's got. Really good hands. They're two different players. Yeah, Cam's like I, a great player. Don't try to do all that stuff. Let Ben Scott do his thing and go from there. And, the and I still think that Ben Scott might be – he might be the best tackle on the team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he I don't might, know. Well, that was, the, you know, again, asking people that he played with and coached him and people that he played against. And they said, yeah, if Nebraska needs, they've got a dude at center that right. can play tackle for him. If it comes to it. Who's the next center then? And also, what does Ben Scott want? Because I know centers get paid, but tackles get paid. He wants to play. Yeah, I think right now you can't worry about what they want. You got to put your best five out there. They got to get healthy, healthy enough to where they can train together, study together, go through it together. You know what I'm saying? Dog days of summer where you're pissed off, don't like seeing each other. Finding a way to get it, you know what I mean? What are you trying to say? You know, I'm just trying I mean, look, man. You look, look, dude, you, you up here in here, and 
Austin, know, they have just, you, you just you just be mad at somebody because they thirty seconds late. Like dog, I'm Austin, tired Have of you been it. in the room with Jay and Vershawn? I have not. Okay. The so, closest I got was the patio at Tipsy Kids. So this is what I would tell you that when Jay speaks of teammates that he's just tired of seeing sometimes that I imagine back in the day. Oh, Vershawn. <laughs> hey, I love Vershawn. But Vershawn, I'm gonna tell you one thing about Vershawn. Okay. And this was the greatest thing about Vershawn. You would hear him coming a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> but Vershawn would talk noise. I'm telling you, from the time he got into that locker room, I'm talking about from the time he he was in that locker room. Hear him take, coming up from the bottoms. No, he'd be in there just going through the whole locker room, <laughs> talking noise to everybody. Then it's talking noise in warm-up. Then it's talking noise during goal line. Then it's talking noise during seven-on-seven. Seven. Then it's talking noise during inside-outside run. Then it's talking noise uh, in play action. Then it's talking noise during cool-down and stretch. Then it's talking noise in the weight room. Then it's talking noise when we get in the locker room. And then it's rinse and repeat. Did it stop for class? What class? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say. But... No, but, 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 Sean, but I'm telling you, Rashawn kept it competitive. He knew when to push the buttons. And that's what you need. You need that dude. But but Rashawn, Your team, every team needs a Rashawn. Oh yeah, but because it doesn't mean that everybody on the team loved it. Needs to be Rashawn. Yeah. Oh, it needs to be. It just but, needs to be. but see, the thing is about that is, um, Rashawn is one hundred percent Rashawn. Yeah. And so we could talk. We talked a little bit about Dylan Brooks and um, Draymond Green. See, Draymond Green is Draymond Green. Dylan Brooks is trying to be Draymond Green. That's why it hasn't worked. Rashawn is Rashawn. So if somebody tried to replicate Rashawn, wouldn't work. And it's not them. Wouldn't it wouldn't work. I'm wouldn't telling work. you, Rashawn would get it cracking every, and he would know. He would know, like if you, you know, there'd be days you over there, you just mad at the world. You mad at Coach Sam. You mad at the D line. You just mad because your head hurt, your neck is sore. And you know that you ain't even halfway through practice, and T.O. is already – we already ran 200 plays. And here comes Rashawn. <laughs> here comes Rashawn. And here's the best part about Rashawn. He would get a pulse, and then he – like some days you soar and you didn't been through it, and you don't want to get touched unless you have to hit somebody. Well, here comes Rashawn just bump into you and just set you off. And then he'd be like, "Well, he's called me Debo. Debo, what you <laughs> what you gonna do?" And then you, Rashawn, he has that loud voice, so it's hard to talk noise to him because he's just echoing, you know. And but that's what made him a good uh, teammate and the captain that uh, he knew how to push the button. So again, back to the offensive line, these guys got to go through it together with no limitations. Teddy's got to get healthy. I think he's get. I think he's healthy. They were just kind of being precautionary. Right. right. Turner's got to get back healthy. Bryce has got to continue to get better. And then they got to let the leaders in, you know, within that offensive line room, probably Ben Scott, hold these guys accountable, superior accountability, and then superior expectations. You do that and you start to become one. That's what Coach Donnie wants. He don't want five. He want 10. He don't want one. He want 10. He want everybody moving the same. And so once they get on that level, then you're going to start to see them play better as a cohesive unit. You started to see it at times because there was a couple weeks where, you know, people were calling and they were really struggling. Well, people didn't realize, like, they had no – Whipple was calling five out. 
He was he was doing he was calling seven on seven plays, running back release, tight end release. The you know every, so essentially you would just blitz six and just hit Casey. The, if you want an example of it, look at Rutgers. But can, can I go on a rant here? But hold on. But what they did there though under what they did, they bounced back though. The thing that they have to eliminate is the Odukie type of plays, you know. In the reason, this. It, it, this. What, this. no, the no, the plays of four guys are going where they need to, and one guy goes the wrong way, and then the guy that goes the wrong way misses the guy right in front of him, and he comes in and obliterates the play. That would have ended up being more than a positive play. They get in front of guys and get on guys and start to reestablish a line of scrimmage. It'll be a totally different conversation about that room and then the team. How is it that this stuff happens at Nebraska? Well, Frank Solis came H- help back me understand this because because I I do, I don't understand how every bad ridiculous thing has happened in this football program when it shouldn't. It it really shouldn't. Right? Is that is that fair? Uh, uh well, the best part about it is when they, when I think Nebraska, I remember I always say there if there was ten ways to lose a game, Nebraska hit all ten and went for the daily double by week eight, <laughs> straight up. Like it, it's so that's so. I true. think it's all out of their system. Frank came back, took the curse off, and it's gonna be all good from here on out. He told me he said I take the curse off. He's like I don't know what the curse is, but nobody in our family we did, but we but we were relinquished. Okay, I'll also be that dude. There's no damn curse. You just have to get better. Like nobody cares. Get better. The football gods are serious. No, get better. Yeah, but the football gods. Like it's the it's, football it's gods. Okie doke, Jay. The football gods, DP. They are DP. Let me tell you something. Like they blame Lil Red for the problems of this football or program. Hey, but here's what the best. But he's ex- dead and gone now. <laughs> but hey, but but here's what the best excuse was. Like, don't blame the dude Here's you paid a, yeah, millions yeah. and millions. Don't pay. Don't blame the people who who were paid millions to coach your kids. Don't blame the people who did the, who wouldn't do the extra work and wouldn't show up to work. You want, don't blame none of them people. Hey, you blame want to know Lil two, Red. Two little, two or two. One legit reason why Nebraska's at where it's at right now, and one of the best excuses I've ever heard. I know we're gonna go to break. So text line, tell me what you think. Number one, legit. Steve Peterson set forth the word Nebraska is right here. Mm-hmm. It's one of your own. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. If you look at any family structure that goes downhill, and if you want to look at Snowfall. He was the riding uncle. Hold on. It, it's <laughs> no, if, you watch, if you watch Snowfall, it's his own family that, that yeah. leads to the downfall of the whole yeah. you know, conglomerate. Yep. Number two, the funniest excuse was, well, the Akron game and the storm. So here's what people are saying. Mother Nature – Caused the game to be canceled. Hold on. Knowing dang well they knew that game was going to be canceled 20, 24 to 48 hours ago and could have played it the next day. Mm-hmm. Never was an option. So you're trying to tell me one game that didn't get played set forth five years of losing. Man, get out of here. Let's go to break. <laughs> 